There is no greater disservice that you can commit in your life than living within the grip of fear. Good morning, friends, peers, and family. My name is Joel Christensen, founder of Christensen Academy and co-founder of the Professor's Institute for Professional Advancement, or known as PIPA. Our mission is to serve the greater good of businesses, to help put them in a better position to succeed and thrive. I am very excited to start this new podcast on Joelisms, a forum that will allow me to share a little wit and wisdom from some of the life lessons I have learned from a lifetime of experience. It is my hope that you will be enlightened and even empowered from the topics I have a passion for, an interest in, and am curious about. All I ask is that you take from these podcasts only what feels right and good to you and that you can use and apply in your personal and professional life. Hello again, uh, friends, family, and peers. Thank you for tuning in to part two of Empowerment and Motivation. I hope you uh, are empowered and motivated by the message. And so what makes for an engaged, empowered, and motivated worker? Dr. Graham and Guy Bauer suggested some ideas that I have blended together with uh, mine that have proven over time to be uh, pretty effective. They are not in any priority order. They can be applied to your personal relationships as well as the professional ones. And uh, I believe they're all important to do. Keep in mind that a person in a professional or personal relationship needs a good reason to stay. One, the first one is to make time for personal recognition. That's not complicated. We live in a time where technology has depersonalized relationships. People need to know that what they do is important enough to be acknowledged. Extending a personal thank you for a job well done is not a budgeted item, and it goes a long way in affirming someone. The power of appreciation can very well be the difference between chaos and harmony, confusion and certainty, pessimism and optimism, and passion and indifference. The power of recognition for doing something significant is much more powerful than taking it for granted. Recognition and appreciation serve to decrease costs and increase revenue. It's a win-win strategy. Two, show a Genuine interest in the well-being of your peers in the workplace and the well-being of people in your personal relationships. This can be done in several ways. Four ideas that seem to be the most effective are finding ways to help employees balance their work and personal time, offer competitive benefits, create a personal, professional culture of mutual trust and respect, and place a priority on career development, training, and promotion. Without these incentives, an employee can reasonably conclude that their talent, time, and loyalty 
are not valued and are more likely to leave. The opportunity for growth and development are powerful motivators and should never be underestimated. Three, today's workers are looking for greater meaning in their personal and professional lives. It has been said that you get the best effort from others by not lighting a fire beneath them, but by building a fire within them. The most important role of leaders today, it seems to me, is to create an environment where individuals feel that what they are doing has meaning and thus see the value in doing it. Every world-class organization today has found a way to get extraordinary results from ordinary people. They are thriving on the thrust of motivated and empowered employees. Those whose fire within gets and stays lit. And I believe that has been accomplished by replacing some old paradigms on motivating employees through fear, intimidation, and control to demonstrating their appreciation for excellence with more intrinsic rewards such as truth, trust, recognition, and above all, respect. Four, establish morale building incentives. Low morale results in less effort, less satisfaction, and less productivity. Five effective strategies to improve morale are pretty simple. Encourage and value ideas and input. Make the workplace and work interesting. Encourage curiosity because it inspires change and innovation. Allow freedom and room for employees to demonstrate their expertise. Employees today want to know how they and the company are doing. So it is imperative to communicate in a frank, open, and honest manner so there are no misrepresentations and no misunderstandings. Everyone who has ever reached self-actualization in their life, which is what all of us should be striving for, has done so because they were in a relationship or a workplace environment that paid attention to their wants, their needs, and desires, and created a culture of empowerment where that person saw the value in staying in that relationship or workplace. In essence, their needs were getting met, and they saw the personal and professional benefit in staying. Having just stated four ideas that have proven to motivate and empower, let me uh, share the reality. In some uh, study done by Dr. Uh, Graham, looked at how often these incentives or motivators are actually done in the workplace. His conclusion is shocking. 58% seldom got personal thanks. 76% seldom got written thanks. 78% seldom, if ever, received promotions based on performance. 81% seldom got praised in public. And 92% were not the beneficiary of morale-building efforts. 
This study was conducted with 1,500 employees nationwide, and his conclusion was that the strategies that have the greatest motivational and empowering impact are practiced the least, even though they are the easiest and most cost-effective to implement. Motivation is personal. It is different for each one of us because no two people are alike in wants, needs, desires, and wishes. Since motivation is individual, the key to motivating and empowering people then is to create a culture or environment in which others have a burning desire to succeed. Motivation comes in two forms. One is intrinsic, that which comes from uh, within, and the second is extrinsic, that which comes from outside. Both are necessary to provide. Let me give you a rigorously honest example of each. If whining, self-pity, and pessimism drive a person, then no amount of effort on the part of another person is going to change that. That person must experience a personal transformational shift in their viewing, thinking, and doing because they have been conditioned to a culture that has enabled that kind of behavior. These are the ones you must be careful about because they become toxic and pollute a workplace environment or a personal relationship. In order for that relationship or workplace environment to prosper, the toxins must be purged or they will eventually destroy it. The following story illustrates an important point about seizing opportunities rather than resisting them. It is a story about a sports editor who sent a new reporter to cover a football game. The reporter returned to the newsroom with no story. She was asked the reason for no story. Her response was, the stadium collapsed, so there was no game. The young, inexperienced journalist told her supervisor, so where is the story then? Asked the perplexed editor. Well, you didn't send me there to cover that story, the reporter re replied innocently. The point is that to be successful in your profession, you must be willing to take risks and be prepared when another one presents itself. And when you have the vision and wisdom to seize that opportunity, personal and professional satisfaction are the result. It is the satisfaction found in success that keeps a person motivated to want to achieve more of it. Earlier, I talked about the importance of knowing what your motivational inner spring is. Knowing what your inner wishes, needs, wants, and desires are. It is also important to know what you value because that is what I refer to as, quote, the empowered inner spring, unquote. Let me share a story that illustrates my point. As a young man, Norton was an exceptional golfer. At the young age of 26, he knew his life passion and purpose was to become a priest. A highly motivated and empowered life comes from an inner certainty. Uh, what it is that you truly have the greatest talent and calling for.
Norton joined a rather peculiar order. He took the usual vows of poverty and chastity, but his order was uh, also required an ethical challenge for him because golf was also one of his greatest passions. It was something he truly enjoyed and valued, but he made the sacrifice and was ordained. One Sunday morning, Norton woke up and realizing it was an exceptionally beautiful and sunny early spring day, decided he just had to play golf. So he told the other priest that he wasn't feeling well and convinced him to say mass for him that day. As soon as the priest left the room, Father Norton headed out to the golf course about 40 miles away. This way he knew he wouldn't accidentally meet anyone he knew from the parish. Setting up on the first tee, he was alone. After all, it was Sunday morning. Everyone else was in church. At about this time, St. Peter leaned over to the Lord while looking down from the heavens and exclaimed, You are not going to let him get away with this, are you? The Lord sighed, No, I guess not. And just then, Father Norton hit the ball, and it shot straight toward the pin, dropping just short of it and it rolled up, fell into the hole. It was a 350-yard hole-in-one. St. Peter was just astonished. He looked at the Lord and asked, Why did you let him do that? The Lord smiled and replied, Who is he going to tell? The moral of this story, of course, is that being true to yourself and what you value is one of the greatest sources of motivation and empowerment. To paraphrase Jim Ryan, motivation is what gets you started. It is only when it becomes a habit that it keeps you going. The following are five ideas on what it takes to make a, uh, motivation a habit. One, highly motivated people are enthusiastic about their life, their work, and their relationships. Enthusiasm is one of the keys to success because it reflects self-motivation, self-empowerment, self-confidence, and self-respect. It has been said that enthusiasm is reason or purpose on fire. Your life can never become dull or indifferent when you are excited and enthusiastic about living it. The more you learn the value in knowing what it is you want to accomplish in your life and then take the action necessary to cause that to happen, the more you will be energized by living it. Two, Know what your wants, needs, wishes, and desires are because they are the inner springs that move the human spirit to action and they will be what moves others to action. It is only through satisfying them that you satisfy the self, the true self. And when the self or true self is satisfied, you are able to motivate and create conditions that empower yourself and others. Never underestimate the power of affirming your own true self 
and acknowledging the true self in others because it is the change agent for transformation. To be affirmed and to feel valued is what inspires a person to move from being successful to being uh, significant. Three, when motivating employees in the workplace, it is essential to understand that each is unique. Each has different wants, needs, wishes, and desires. It is your responsibility to appeal to those and create opportunities for each one of them to be met. It is then the employee's responsibility to meet them. Your role is simply to be a facilitator, a conduit, an instrument, to know what each employee's talents are and to be compassionate, encouraging, and supportive in such a way that they are motivated to keep getting better at what it is they do best. As Mother Goose once said, never rest till good be better and better be best. There's no greater motivator, no greater source of empowerment, and no greater satisfaction personally or professionally than when good gets better and better gets best. Four, make excellence the standard in your life. To paraphrase Zig Ziglar, the greatest enemy of excellence is mediocrity. Never compromise excellence for mediocrity, or that will become the standard by which your life is measured. Excellence will trump mediocrity every day. Excellence and success are the standard and should be the standard in your life every day. A burning desire is the key to motivation, but it is the unrelenting determination, commitment, and passion to achieving your goal. In other words, an obligation to excellence that will enable you to become empowered and successful. Isaac Diaz-Raeli put it this way, Quote, it is a wretched taste to be gratified with mediocrity when the excellent lies within and before us. Five, be present for your life. That means showing up physically, emotionally, intellectually, and yes, even spiritually. That is where the competitive advantage is. It is not found in absenteeism. Too often today, people are using, using issues as an excuse to stop showing up or not liking someone as an excuse to sabotage or be mean-spirited. Expend your good energy on being a doer and a problem solver, not an excuse and problem maker. Highly motivated and empowered people are present for their life and enjoy living it because the rewards for a life lived with passion, optimism, and excellence are far greater motivators than one lived with indifference, pessimism, and mediocrity. If you are looking for a common sense speaker, 
help with your business and strategic planning, books by Joel, or continuing education credits in ethics and managing your time to be more efficient and productive, please contact me at speakerjoel at ymail.com or through my websites www.joelcspeaking.com or www.professorsinstitute.com.